kind of a, a really, really intelligent headman. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Star Wars toys began, and Kenner continues the excitement. The Empire Strikes Back collection. El regreso del Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast. It's Kivecast. That star space station with a snap open space hatch. Sometimes known as the Vintage Pod. Wow, what a weird A monthly audio magazine dedicated to vintage Star Wars toys and memorabilia. Hosted by Sky Payne, Fudd, Chewbacca, and Steven Lee Dent. Wampa Wampa Space Freaks. Welcome to Kivecast number 46. Yes, it's 46. <laughs> it's sort of a, a half episode, Steve. Right. Um, so we're not going to have all of our normal features, Steve. But it's it's quite well balanced out with what you're going to get. Yes. So you are going to get to hear the long-awaited Rick Springfield interview. And I've just edited this. And I think I'm even going to leave the part like where I call and say, like, is this him? And then someone's all like, you know wait a second or you know I'm going to kind of include a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff yeah see obviously. that's what I would love to hear because it's it's, it, it's just so exciting yeah and uh, so uh, please enjoy and uh, you should be hearing probably within the next couple weeks that uh, Kivecast 47 so kind of a end of the year Hanukkah Christmas sort of double feature creature double feature TV 38 thing going on here so, uh, without further ado, Steve, can I get a drum roll? Rick Springfield! My so-called friends all quit without a kiss goodbye Everybody thinks I'm a creep, and so do I Check, check Hello. Hello, is this Rick Springfield? Uh, no, it isn't. Um, who's calling? Uh, this is Sky Payne. I'm calling with a uh, Star Wars project that we're working on. Okay. Uh, hold on one second. Thank you so much. Hello. Hello, is this Rick Springfield? Yes. Hi, this is Sky Payne. Hi, how are you doing? Doing, doing great. Is this uh, an okay time to talk? Yeah, how long do you think uh, uh, this will take, you think? Uh, I mean, it can, it can be pretty short. I mean, you know, probably 10, 20 minutes, something like that. That'd be, that'd be perfect. Okay. Be perfect. Should it take 20, 10, 20 minutes, maybe? Yeah, we're just in the studio uh, recording a new record, actually, so we're... Wow, we have, we, have, we have no time, but this is better than any. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, great. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. So, I'll, I'll yeah. kind of cut right to it. I'll do my little uh, my introduction to you, and then we'll get right with the questions. Does that sound good? Yep. Okay. Yep. It is with great pleasure that I am interviewing a man with many talents. He is a Grammy Award-winning musician, a Tony Award-nominated actor on stage and screen, as well as a New York Times best-selling author. He is Rick Springfield. But what's most interesting to us is another title that many do not know. Rick Springfield, Star Wars Super Collector. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad to. I mean, you know, you, you, uh, you've got to find people to talk to the Star Wars collecting <laughs> thing about. 
sometimes you know they'll they'll be totally into it. Other times I'll be talking and I'll I'll see their eyes slowly rolling back in their heads. So you got to be careful who you pick, you know. <laughs> well, well, you, you definitely picked the right people now. Because, I know, uh, I know. There was actually I'm, I'm a big Titanic fan too, a Titanic collector, and uh, my one of my friends just went on uh, the, the cruise. I have actually the lifeboat plaque from from the number two lifeboat. Wow. Because I collect other stuff too, but the Star Wars stuff was really where it started because I was just you know. I actually just started collecting the toys when in my like in my late twenties, and I was kind of too old to pull them out of the package and play with them. <laughs> so, so I just you know kept them in the package and stuck them in the cupboard, and that happened to be what made them worth you know worth worth money afterwards was if they're still in the package. Right. So that wasn't like a, an instinct of a collector. You just wanted no. to have the toys, and you just wanted to. That was your way of playing with them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted the toys. I've always loved toys. I was a, a, a toy freak, and uh, and I love the packaging. And out of the packaging, they they kind of look well, kind of dopey. So, right. <laughs> so I thought in the in the packaging they look great. And and then I and then once they started golfing value, then I started to really get into it and started to collect some of the super rare stuff. Right. Well, that's that's great. What what I love, and you know, I've uh, I've read your book, by the way, um, mm -hmm. late late at night. It's a great read. I recommend it to everybody. And what I like is you talk oh, about a Star Wars a story in there, right? <laughs> yeah, but there's a couple Star Wars stories, and there's there's some about collecting. But I also like uh, you, you talk a little bit about how you've sort of struggled with depression through your life, and you refer you use a Star Wars metaphor in your life. And I, I want you maybe if you wouldn't mind expanding on that, because I think a lot of us have felt that way. Uh, you, you refer to your inner demons as confronting Darth Vader. And uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I call it. I call my depression Mr. D, and uh, and it, and it's very. It's very similar to uh, you know that's that's the dark side of all of us. So right. I've only I've only actually ever met like one or two people that have ever said no, man, I've never been depressed. <laughs> right. So, you know, and I think they're lying. So uh, you know, putting it in the book, I was a little unsure about it, but it's a truthful thing for my life. I still battle with it, and uh, right. I think I. Uh, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of truthful things said in the original, uh, in the original Star Wars movies. You know, you do or do not. There is no trial. That kind of stuff. I've always, right. always been very in tune with a lot of my philosophy, which kind of really started with reading "Think and Grow Rich," um, huh. the, the Napoleon Hill book, which is the first, uh, first real like. Um, the first book on, on on positive thinking or on seeing your destiny before huh. you you reach it, which I'm sure you know George Lucas has read, and I'm sure most writers have have read it or, or right. books like it because it's the basic philosophy of 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 the the the, the good side, you know. Right. Yeah, and f fighting your inner demons. I just I really like that because I, I related to that myself, you know, because it's it's great dealing with father issues or with your own dark side or your, your lust for power so I really yeah, like that and and it, it doesn't really matter you know like what I realized in, in my life too it doesn't matter how much you acquire or anything like that or because it, 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 the, the joy of that is momentary and, and in the end you know it's still just you going to bed at night <laughs> right. with, your, with your shit you know so you have to <laughs> nothing changes except except inside yourself right and uh, another thing that I like it wasn't in your book but I, I saw it online um, you actually made some toys yourself is that correct when you were younger oh 
You mean as a kid? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I remember looking up because you you had a giveaway on one of your uh, your cruises because you do cruises, oh, right? The Star Wars, the Star Wars. I, yeah. I have to I have to tell you, I I almost <laughs> went on that cruise just to try and win that because uh, it's it's very it's, rare. Uh, and uh, yeah, while I, actually while I was riding a working class dog, you know, Jesse, we had Jesse's girl and love was all right on it and everything, right. and I was really starving. I had no I had no money, and so I I always I've always loved art. You know, doing stuff with my hands. So I started making clay figures and sticking them on mirrors. And I'm a big sci-fi fan, so uh-huh. I started out with uh, the Robert Heinlein. Uh, um, one of the characters from his book was a Martian, kind of leaning on its on its uh, chin, and I'd put it on a mirror. And, one, and another one I did was the Titanic, and another one <laughs> was uh, that Darth Vader one. And I never I sold like one. You know, wow. I mean, I made, <laughs> made about like three bucks, and I made them all by hand and, and fired them and then painted them and then wow. put them on this mirror and my best friend Doug Davidson is a, just saves everything. And for some reason, he had one of these was cleaning out his attic the other day, and he, or the other last year, and he found this Darth Vader one, which is amazing that that's the only one that exists out of all these mirrors I made. And uh, and it was well, you know, it was an amateur attempt at Darth Vader, but it was pretty cool. I, I, I so can tell you, it's we, pretty we, good. I mean, yeah, uh, we gave it away on on the cruise as a prize because <laughs> I signed it on the back and everything uh, back you know in like '79 when I made it. Right. So for, for a fan, it, it was it was a cool thing to have. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, if you if you ever went back to making more of those, I'm sure there'd be an audience. You know, there's a lot of people <laughs> who collect you know bootlegs and, and knockoffs and stuff like that, and that's better than a lot of bootlegs I've seen. So uh. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to fight the lawsuits first. But yeah. Right. That's true. And uh, also, um, you know, because. Uh, uh, the way that actually you came to, to to my attention, you know, is we we host a podcast just for vintage collecting, and mm-hmm. there's this amazing picture on your Facebook of you holding a a headman, an Uze yeah. headman, and uh, first I love the picture because it reminded me of the the Lee Harvey Oswald picture with the. Uh, in, in the backyard with his rifle, and I was like, everyone's like, everyone's like, is that real? It can't be real. How does Rick Springfield have that? And so uh, I was like, it's real. It, it must be Photoshop, <laughs> right? You look, look, look at the shadow. But oh, uh, yeah, right. I know it, it's it's pretty awesome. It's been my that's been my uh, the one I've looked for for years, and and for you know, I mean, it, it it's so rare. You know, it's not even in the movies. So right, it, it was. It's I don't know why, but it, because it was so super rare, I. I I and and I'm, I was a big Gladiator fan as a as a kid. You know, okay. I made a, you know one of the things I made as a kid was a, was a whole Gladiator outfit for myself because they didn't have them when you know in the sixties when I was a kid. So right. So so the sword and the shield kind of really attracted me, although it's really <laughs> bizarre for a space guy to have a sword and shield. So that right. was part of it. <laughs> and I loved the whole cheesy backdrop and 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 I put it out to Tom Tom Derby. Right. Uh, I said, dude, if you, I, I, you know, I knew there was only one that, right. that, that this collector had, and I said, if one ever, you know, please, uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, if one ever comes up, please contact me. And <laughs> I, like, after I asked him this, he emails me and said, you're not going to believe it. Uh, one just came in to be graded, and uh, uh, are you still interested? Wow. <laughs> So uh, I, I, it's, it's really the I have a I have a bunch of the more rare ones in a, a glass case in the living room. Now I'm, I'm not really one of those guys that like puts them all over the house. First, my wife wouldn't let me, and, and, and secondly, it doesn't really go with our house. But but the only one sitting out is still Headman, and I it's just I don't know I, just, I look at it all the time and get a thrill. And it was 
absolutely absolutely worth the effort and the, the waiting and everything to get it. Well, that's great. Yeah, it seems like the ones you wait for the most are the ones you appreciate the most. Totally, and, totally. <laughs> and uh, on, on our podcast, we do this thing, we just kind of lightning round, and we always ask the question, if your house were burning down, what one item would you save? Well, reading, <laughs> re- reading your book, you actually had something like this happen. C- could you tell us the story? I did. I, I live in Malibu, and there's, you know, fires are, are part of the... Uh, a part of the deal of living here and there was one ca- coming over the crest and the cops were driving up and down saying you know please evacuate wow. uh, the fire on its way so I uh, I my wife's putting all the family photos and the videos <laughs> and, you know and the, the real the, the animals all the real stuff you put in there and she comes out and says what the hell is a big cardboard box doing in my car <laughs> <laughs> and I said well that's that's my really rare Star Wars <laughs> right can't be replaced <laughs> yeah, I, it's, 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 you know, I mean, leave, leave the animals behind, but I gotta take the Star Wars stuff. So she rolled her eyes and, and, and went back to the house and started collecting stuff. But, yeah, it's, uh, would, would be definitely one of the things I'd grab. Right, so do you think the Headman would be the one thing you'd grab on the, on your way out, or would it be some of, other of, item? Of the Star Wars stuff, Headman would, would definitely be. I mean, I've got, you know, I have a bunch of other things. I've got, uh, the, uh, the three, you know, a set of the three, Double telescoping guys, you know, right. dark, and uh, and I have the uh, only only version only version of the Italian Boba Fett. Oh uh, wow! We talked on, about that. Uh, I, I, I didn't know you had that. Wow. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the which you're, you know, I mean, I can mention that to you, and you go, oh, I know that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mentioned the, the Italian ESP Fett. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've tried to tell uh, you know other people that, and they go. That's really interesting, Rick. So, what what are we going to have for dinner tonight? You know? So it's, it's, uh, it's really fun to talk with uh, with, with collectors because they get all that kind of stuff. They yeah. get the joy of it. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it to to impress. I'm saying it because you guys get how cool this stuff is and how much fun it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I just collect Chewbacca, and so you know, I have the the sort of pretty full run of Carter oh, Chewbacca really? figures, and and I show it to people, and they go, "How come they're all the same? <laughs> this isn't the same. Look, it's got the transition not. sticker. <laughs> they're not all the same. They're all." Drastically different. <laughs> this one's got the green crossbow. This is <laughs> exactly. They're all so different. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty freaking. It's pretty funny. I mean, I uh, um, I've met a couple of people who are who are fanatics, but uh, it, it, when you run into one, it's it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Now, now, obviously, Headman wasn't in the movie. Do you have a favorite character from the movie? Um. Probably Boba, Boba Fett, I guess. You know, he was just, just, just so cool. I mean, he was just, yeah. You know, he was kind of the Clint Eastwood of the Star Wars guys. He didn't speak much, but uh, right, he, he looked awesome. <laughs> right, yeah, it, maybe too, because you're from Australia, right? Mm-hmm. So it seems almost, almost like an Australian kind of, uh, I don't know, outback. Yeah, but they actually uh, ended up using a New Zealand guy for it. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty wild. Yeah. And, and do you do you collect any like toll toy stuff or stuff from Australia? Or I, it... I actually was there when the movies were out at one point, and I did get just by accident because I was just trying to collect a whole a bunch of stuff, just buy a bunch of stuff. I didn't know this was back when no one worked, thought they'd ever be worth anything. Right? Um, was uh, the I don't know one of the was it Yak Face or one one of the ones that's only was only right put out uh, the, th- the Tri Logo Yak Face or something. I think is is one I picked <laughs> up in Australia just for. Just because I hadn't seen it in America, says, "Oh, I'll get that while I'm here." Oh, that's a great story. 
Yeah, and I also found it uh, on the road in the 80s, actually, would go to Toys R Us, you know, because we're all, you know, we'd buy squirt guns and stuff, we silly strings or things we could do damage to each other with in the bus. <laughs> and uh, and, I, and I'd and always look around the back shelves, and I found actually a sand crawler and paid about huh. like $4 for it. And, uh, in, wow. you know, the, the remote control sand crawler in the box and I still yeah, have that's, that that's a rare piece wow that's mm. great so so you sort of have one area to display and then maybe a, a storage area with the rest of it yeah I got a storage area that, that uh, you know I have uh, I was actually thinking of you know because I have I have a, um, a bunch uh, not another bunch but uh, but I've really focused on the on the really super rare stuff now that right. I think is before I just started collecting everything and, and I right. really I don't have any of the new stuff. I don't have all the the stuff in the seventies. So I was thinking that maybe well, it's all the stuff some, you need. <laughs> yeah, I think it's selling some of the you know like the Ewoks and all that stuff that I'm not right. really into. Well, I'm telling you, if you did, you know, calling it from the Rick Springfield collection, you'd get a premium or, or, or start trading because uh, I, yeah, I, I can well, tell I you mean, it's if been... I did, you know, I mean, if I did, I'd probably, I'd probably donate it to the money to something because, um, you know, it's not like selling guitars or something like that. I'd do something that, that was that had some kind of meaning. I also, you know, like I, I have, uh, I started collecting uh, a bunch of things that are probably worthless now too of other, you know, like Malbosia and overt kill and all those kind of I have a super rare <laughs> back then it was a super rare overt kill from what's that series was was Spawn oh, right I have the one with the handwritten five cents on his meter which was a big deal <laughs> before they got the sticker but, right, you know, I, right. I, I, I paid quite a bit of money for it it's probably <laughs> completely worthless now well it's it's good vintage Star Wars seems to be pretty pretty stable yeah it's, it's, it's like it's like the Mickey Mouse stuff I don't think it's ever gonna you know Ever, ever going to be worth less? I mean, it'll go up and down like all collectibles, but right. But, uh, and and uh, it, do you um, do you have like a holy grail that's still left? I mean, I know you wanted to find the headman, but is there any one thing you're you're just dying to find? No, headman was was really it. Was the holy grail for me for the Star Wars stuff. There's other stuff I see and go, ooh, that's cool. I have a I have a General Veers from you know on a oh, card nice. from uh, right the shrink wrapped. Yeah, which I got. I mean, a long time ago, I just said, wow, I've never seen one of those. So I got, I got <laughs> a lot instincts. of the collection really just by that. You know, it's only certain ones that I really went after, like the the double telescoping ones and the headman. And I found blue stars in an, in an auction and uh, in, on, a, on, a, on a card and had right, a wow. bunch of things like that. But uh, yeah, headman is, that's really, I, I can't think of another one. I have a, I have a rocket firing Boba Fett. Oh uh, wow! That's, that's painted. Wow! Um, so, and uh, it sounds like you have all the grails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the, the headman was really the one because I I just thought I'd never see it. You know, the, yeah. everyone forever had said any anything or anything I'd ever read had said no. There's only one. You know, they yep. built, made in small amounts, and so yeah, it was pretty amazing to get that. Tom, I uh, really thank Tom for that. <laughs> he was the one who who really found it. Yeah, he's he's a good person to know when it comes to finding stuff. Oh, he is. <laughs> uh, and here's kind of a, a philosophical question. Now, it, you may not have an answer, but if you yourself were a Star Wars vintage toy, what do you think you would be and why? Um, well. It, it usually takes a while to answer this question. Yeah, but usually I'd probably be Yoda fun. because he was just, 
he had all the answers, and I've always wanted to have all the answers. <laughs> but That's I nice. also want to be headman because he's a sword and shield. <laughs> all right. Headman's a great answer. A headman Yoda. Maybe they made one of those, too, in yeah, that Yeah, yeah, kind of a, a really, really intelligent headman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, who knows? I mean, Headman could be intelligent. We know very little. You know, you don't. Uh, we know very little about Headman, other than he has a very, very bizarre name. And probably, if it was, if I was called Headman, I'd probably change my name. <laughs> well, well, you do know there's a uh, a hockey player for the Tampa Bay Lightning whose last name is Headman. So you, you may want to look into that jersey. We, wow. uh, we we talked about it a while ago. It's 77 Head. I don't know if it's 77. I may be wrong on that. I may be thinking Star Wars. But yeah, it's, it's Headman is his name. That's pretty so, funny. That would be a nice coupling up on the wall. I probably couldn't talk my wife into that one, though. But no, that, no that'd really, be tough. the jersey looks great on this wall. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> And have you ever been to a Star Wars celebration? You ever been to one of the conventions? I have not. Um, uh, I mainly just from you know like time constraints and stuff right. like that. But I, I did think to go a couple of, a couple of times you know years ago just to look for for uh, scour to see if you can find something rare. But I figured there's so many guys in front of me on that that I you know I wouldn't stand much of a chance. So right, to, to really, you know you hear the stories of guys finding uh, double. You know, telescoping Darth Vader's for five bucks and things like that. But oh yeah, no, I've I've always seen people buy amazing things. I'm always the person right behind them, but yeah, uh, right. it's <laughs> it's it's still worth seeing it. To be honest, um, yeah, well, it's uh, definitely you should maybe maybe like plan a concert in Orlando right around that time and just happen to show up and you know go, go to the room sales because you know that's where all the rare, rare stuff is after hours and is it just, really? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Usually uh, at least one night a week. You know, uh, one night during the convention there'll be these sales and like just super be, rare stuff yes yeah, yeah a lot of super rare stuff some yeah. of it's just people bringing extra things but uh yeah you know we're going to be also having a party for the star wars collector's archive and we'll, we'll be playing some rich springfield there to be sure <laughs> we actually plan on playing a game called uh, uh pin the pin the shield on headman so it's like pin the tail on the donkey no, that, and that, uh that, that would be a game i'd be into yeah, well, that's the game we're going to be playing. And uh, if you have any particular song you'd like us to play while that's going, just let us know because uh, it's, it's going to be something. Uh, Rick's, Nothing Rick's comes killed. to mind, but you know. yeah. <laughs> well, I always loved the "How Do You Talk to Girls." That was like my, oh, my theme song in high school. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we all had that problem. I think <laughs> I certainly did. Yeah, how how do you talk to girls? Well, you, well you, great. You start I, playing guitars. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, well, I guess uh, my, my, my last uh, thing I wanted to say was just sort of on behalf of your fellow Star Wars collectors. Uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've sort of noticed that you, you often kind of refer to yourself as being kind of geeky or dorky or mm -hmm. saying you're, you're in your mom's basement. I, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, you are a rock star and a, a TV star, and so Star Wars doesn't make you dorky. You make Star Wars cooler. So just, I just take it easy on yourself, and just know you're you're fighting the good fight. And uh, I appreciate it's, the words. It's 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 really not so dorky. I will continue to fight the fight. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and then uh, one more thing. Would you mind just uh, recording like a little? Uh, yeah, sure. This is Rick Springfield saying "Wampa Wampa." Wampa Wampa. That's right. Hey, this is Rick Springfield saying. Wampa, wampa. 
Excellent. All right. Well, I see that it's uh, it's it's at twenty minutes. So I really appreciate your time. I know you're you're recording your next album, and yep. uh, look forward to hearing it. And it's just on a personal note, uh, we've really been dying to talk to you ever since your book came out. And so this is kind of a, a little dream of ours on the podcast. So I really appreciate okay. you taking your time. Well, and, it's been, believe me, it's been the most fun interview I've had in years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, and I heard a lot of interviews. I live up in Rochester, and I heard one of the interviews with some of the guys up here, and they were just kind of jerks, and they're being flippant with you. And I, was, I, I was annoyed. I'm like, if I could interview, I would know exactly what to ask them. You know, talk about Headman for 20 minutes. Well, some it's fun. Some of them are really. You, you find some of them who are really into it, and others who are like, you know, you got to do this interview. So they look up your bio, and I've actually busted them saying, "Dude, are you looking at my bio?" It's like just silence. Right. That's funny. All right. Well, good luck with it. All right. Thank you so much. So thanks again to Rick Springfield. Uh, honestly, his book, uh, Late Late at Night, it really is fun. Uh, you know, when I got into... Well, I wasn't a Rick Springfield fan before the headband photo, but, uh, you know, I got the book, and it's, it's good. There's lots of cool stuff about Star Wars, and, like, he's had a really cool life, so I, I suggest picking that up. And uh, check out his music, too. You know, we always do Jesse's Girl, because everyone knows that. It's kind of a funny clip. But I've tried to play some other songs on there, so you know that he's more than just, uh, just than, than his most famous song. Uh, playing Underneath Me Now is How Do You Talk to Girls, off his second album. Uh, and then his most recent album, uh, Songs for the End of the World, uh, was the rest of the things we've heard. And the songs I Hate Myself and Gabriel. For long-time fans will know I had to really restrain myself from not telling the story about how Steve initially heard Mr. D as Mr. T. Um, hopefully, if I ever get to interview Rick Springfield again, I'll tell him, and he'll think it's funny that <laughs> that uh, Steve thought that he called his depression Mr. T. The name is Mr. T. First name is Mr. Middle name is that period. Last name is T. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, next month's episode has already been recorded, and I'm just editing it up. Uh, lots of cool stuff there. I've never done this before, but on behalf of Stephen B. Danley, this is Sky Payne saying Wampa Wampa and adios.